0: You're Thank listening you so to a, <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. During this pandemic, we've talked about who the worst affected might be. Gen X's for the burden they'll carry later on in life. Business owners who'll close their doors. Children whose educations will suffer. The elderly for their health. But according to some, there's a group who are suffering more than others, especially in lockdown conditions.
1: Hmm, I would say one of the most intense emotional roller coasters that you can go on—a feeling of extreme hopelessness some days, and then peace some days because you don't have to do anything or go anywhere. It's fine. It's shit. It's fine. It's help.
2: It's <laughs> helping.
0: Today, we're going to look at what being single in lockdown looks and feels like and what we can do to combat loneliness. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia! subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia! Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamma mia.com.au.
2: It's kind of a Martha Stewart prison existence. It's fine. (laughs) It's it's very hard Um, and I have beautiful linen and I have a very big bedroom, but I work in my bedroom and... Sleep in my bedroom and do Pilates in my bedroom so I'm in this room about 20 hours a day at least
1: so I live in a little flat with a cat I teach from home so I'm working at home I'm only doing three days because I just couldn't take the intensity of working five days from home and and teaching online is really I don't know it adds another element of stress to it
0: that's Alison and Nat a couple of our Melbourne mates who along with many others are finding life a little grim right now Even though they know and understand the need to slowly emerge from stage four lockdown, it doesn't make it any easier.
2: I'm really frustrated. I'm tired. I'm I'm angry that this is the case, but I'm trusting that restrictions are well thought out. Yeah, bloody sick of it, Claire, (laughs) but I'm just kind of, I, I want everyone to be healthy, so I'm just doing what I'm told.
1: I know it's the right thing. I know that we need to do it, but it's also very, very difficult. And and this extended lockdown, I think, has got people questioning a little bit more. Is it necessary for it to be this intense for this long? But I'm just gonna trust that people are following health officials, so that we've just got to believe it's the right thing, otherwise you go insane.
0: And while many are doing the best they can with what they've got, there are a group of people who it seems are worse off in a lockdown situation a group Alison and Nat belong to, and that is those who are single.
1: I like my own company a lot, so I'm okay. But of course there are days where I just want someone to take care of me or someone to, you know, cook dinner or take control of something. I feel fairly stable most of the time. For example, today is my dead mother's birthday, and that's really hard. I'm finding that quite lonely I'd like to be with friends I'd like to you know raise a glass of champagne to her so so stuff like that when there's something significant I find it quite difficult that I can't be around people and um, yeah so that's hard.
2: I live with one couple a guy and a girl of an evening I'll be making my dinner or whatever and they'll be just snuggling on the couch and I think like oh god just hoping that my cat falls asleep next to my leg tonight so I can once again, experience the warm touch of another living being. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's help. <laughs> help me.
0: A working paper released back in April by the National Bureau of Economic Research in the U.S., based on time diaries kept by more than twenty thousand people, studied the disparities in how people across the globe are dealing with pandemic lockdown. They found that the average human gets a rather large happiness boost from spending time with their significant other. And for those who are single, every minute they spend alone has a strong impact on happiness levels. The paper found that if you don't take into account job losses and health issues, partnered people are happier in lockdown compared to their single counterparts. Add in a job loss and that life satisfaction rating takes quite a dive too. The thing is, single people get their life satisfaction boost from spending time with friends and relatives. But those stay-at-home orders are putting a stop to that. So how do we maintain our happiness when the way we get it is cut off? Alison and Nat have their own ways of coping.
2: I've become really, really obsessed with my, doing my washing. And I've done lots of Lego. I've built a lot of Lego cars and I do Pilates from my bedroom. I do lots and lots of walking around Bronser and I know people all around the country and probably the world of hang shit on Karen from Brighton, but I really have walked all of the streets of Bronser (laughs) Quest and uh, there's lots of Italians in the area, so I'm always spotting Madonna statues, you know, people have their shrines to the Madonna in the front yard, so I'm up to like four or five Madonnas now.
1: I'm like deep in crazy cat lady land, so we spend a lot of time playing together. My art, painting, takes me away to another place where I can sort of just forget what's happening. Podcasts, just sort of plugging, and TV, like series, plugging into something that's completely removed from real life.
0: But what else can we do to help? Nick Tebby is the Director of Relationships Australia. Nick, what steps can you take as a single person in lockdown to look after your mental health?
3: Yeah, look, I think that's a really important question and certainly as lockdown continues in some states, we need to be aware that there are a lot of people out there who might be suffering a bit more than others in terms of isolation and loneliness. And I think for single people or anyone who's feeling isolated at the moment, they need to think creatively about how they can connect with their normal support communities. Sure, we might not be able to do that in a physical sense, but we're in an age where technology and a whole range of resources are available to us to make sure we stay connected despite the physical lockdown.
0: What can we do if we have a single mate that we know might be struggling? Is it just as simple as making sure we give them a call every now and then?
3: I think it's a great start. I think reaching out to them and letting them know that you're there if they need a chat and need someone to connect with is really an important part of the puzzle. But I think it goes beyond that. If we know that someone is struggling, we should look for ways to engage with them, even if it goes beyond a phone call. So, you know, some of the things we've seen over the last few months are people sending care packages to their loved ones, dropping off groceries and things if they can't get out to the shops, making sure they adhere to whatever the requirements are in terms of the lockdown, but doing little things, little gestures that show someone that you're there for them if they need that support.
0: Lockdown or no lockdown, how do you combat loneliness?
3: Yes, it's a good question and it's a really personal thing. I mean, some people can be alone but not lonely and other people can be surrounded by others and still feel very lonely. So what we're really looking for when we're trying to combat loneliness is that people make a meaningful Connection either on a social level or an emotional level with the people that they need for their support. So, in terms of combating loneliness at any time, I think what we should all be looking for is ways to go beyond simple gestures, but actually making that deep and meaningful connection, having those long chats, whether it's over the video phone or over a coffee, if if that's possible, but really just connecting and making sure people can lean on you for support or that if you're the one who's experiencing loneliness, that you actually reach out to people and ask them to be there as your support.
0: If you don't have a person in your little village who you can reach out to or who you feel you need to reach out to in return, are there groups in you know our community that are working to help combat loneliness amongst people who might be doing it tough alone?
3: There certainly are, and I think you know a good starting place for people is to think about what their interests are and you know where their interests lie, and to look for other groups that have those shared interests. So whether it's a sporting team or a men's shed or anything like that, that can be a great source of connection, both with an activity involved and the conversation and the support that comes from that. But of course, there are some people for whom that might not seem like the best option for them right now. And so it might be enough to reach out for professional help and seek some counselling or some emotional support as they work through whatever the issues are that that sort of are, are compounding that loneliness this for them.
0: So I guess when you boil it really down, it's just make sure you talk to someone, anyone about how you're feeling.
3: That's right. I mean, the human race, we're a social being and we thrive off that connection and the ability to feed off others and really build ourselves with those around us. So I think when you are experiencing loneliness, especially at a time like this, when it's become a much more common thing for people to be experiencing and talking about, reach out, don't be afraid to just have conversations with people, see who might be available and who you can lean on for that support.
0: One way the Victorian government is hoping to help those who've been isolated during lockdown is the single bubble, where you can nominate one friend who can come to visit, which will come into play when Stage 4 ends. So how do our singles feel about that?
1: That's the first time in, what, six months that anyone thought, hey, what about single people? How are they coping, you know? So I think it creates a lot of issues, like what if someone chooses someone that they want to be in their single bubble, but that person has someone else that they want to be, you know, in their bubble. So... I think it's a it's a gesture that shows that single people are being thought of, but I'm not sure whether it's going to be effective or not.
2: I think it will relieve in a couple of weeks' time. I have been selected by my friends Amy and Dave to be their nominated household friend, which is just a true honour. It's kind of like MySpace, uh, where you got to choose your top top eight friends.
0: It's not all doom and gloom for singles in lockdown. Alison had only been broken up with her ex for about six months when restrictions first hit back in March and says lockdown with that person would have been difficult for both of them. And with COVID-19 well and truly messing up meeting someone new, she's found some positives in lockdown.
2: It's been a t- certainly a time of growth and thinking and empowerment, I think. My ex is very tall and strong, so any DIY I've done in this time is... I've had to do it myself and all the walking I've done, I've mostly done it myself. And so I, I feel empowered to have pretty much faced this challenge alone. I don't have my family close by. I've got my housemates, but they're getting through this together. So I, I feel tired, but empowered.
0: And Nat has also found her own silver linings. I think
1: I will go and get an actual bottle of champagne and raise a glass to her as well. Try not to start drinking the champagne
0: too early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> or, hell, no-one's monitoring you. You may as well just knock but it then off. then again, why? <laughs> exactly. Then again, who's going to know? This episode of The Quickie was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. A big thanks to Alison and Nat for chatting to us in what is turning out to be quite a time in Melbourne right now. And if you're really not coping with it all, please make sure you speak to someone about it. You can call the guys at Lifeline on 13 11 14. They'll help get you out of your head.